Hey guys, welcome to the BS FPV podcast. My, this is your host, Paul. How are y'all doing today? Well, this is a new, brand new podcast I decided to do. Uh, I'm a big fan of RC, big fan of FPV. So I decided to do a podcast, try to vent my frustrations. You know, I go on, I'm on all the Facebook groups and everything else, and I try to vent my frustrations, but it seems like there's a lot of people out there that take it in a different light or take it differently. And I don't want to offend anybody or cause anybody any headache. So this is my forum. This is my avenue. A uh, couple of things about myself. Let's, let's get that out of the way. I've been in the RC industry since 1986. I'll give it up my age a little bit. I uh, started with a Tamiya Grasshopper. I went to a Hornet, went to a Blackfoot. Went to an RC-10, started racing RC cars. Uh, I was a team driver for Team Losi at one point. Also a team driver for a Team Associated. I raced anything, anything from two-wheel drive buggy to eventually one a scale buggy, and then I got into the fifth scale range. Uh, just got out of it, got bored of cars and stuff. Uh, got into collective pitch helicopters. Started flying helicopters, started Learned what an MCPX uh, went from there. Got into a 230S and eventually got a 450 and a 550. Uh, would love to get a 700, just don't have the time right now. Too many things going on with the house, too many things with the job. Uh, just in general, uh, love the hobby. Uh, got into FPV about three years ago now. Started how to build my own. You know, I'm a I'm an RC guy, I, I build my own. I'm not buying an RTF, I'm not doing any of that other stuff. Just can't do it. So I built my own, a lot of mistakes made. Uh, broken a lot of things, started with Betaflight obviously. Actually my first board was a clean flight. And it was horrible. Uh, went to Betaflight. Then uh, graduated, flashed my Betaflight board to Butterflight. Loved it. I thought Butterfly was the bee's knees and a traditional F4 processor DYS flight board. It was awesome. Flew great, in my opinion. It was before I even got goggles, so I was just flying LOS, line of sight. And I thought it flew so smooth and great. There's a, a group that I belong to around here. It's called 863 FPV. Shout out to my boy Jay. Uh, Awesome guys, love them. And a bunch of those guys got into the Helio mix. Kind of what I want to talk about today. I kind of want to talk about Helio. Uh, came out this week that the IMUF thing was all bullshit. Everything they said, IMUF, all it was, came out to be was just a low-pass filter. So this guy, Helio, I'm not going to mention his name. Everybody knows his name, okay? He did everybody wrong. You know, he didn't do the right thing. Uh, you have guys in this industry, you have two groups of people in this industry, in my opinion. You have guys that do the right thing and guys that just try to screw people over. Uh, I've always tried to do the right thing. Are there times that people felt like not what came out, should it came out? Probably not. But in the long term, like if I did wrong, I'll make it right. And these guys did not make it right. There were guys on the Helio forum, 
Uh, there were guys on a Helio Facebook group for months got unanswered responses. There were distributors for months got no responses. Uh, RDQ is local to me. Uh, I'm, I'm in the Orlando area in Florida here. RDQ is right up the road for me. Uh, I do a ton of business with those guys. I think they're incredible. I bought a Helio myself, flew it for like a day and a half, had a hard landing a little bit, anything smoked and it was done. Uh, contacted RDQ, RDQ had the re- Helio replacement program. And I received an email back saying that they were no longer honoring the RDQ the Helio replacement program for the simple fact was they were getting screwed. RDQ was getting screwed. They were putting out, they were doing the right thing with their customers. They were sending out Helios and not getting any return back from Helio themselves, the guys that made the boards, or the guys that are supposed to financially distribute the boards. So, I contacted Preston for Flight One, said, hey, I I gotta get Flight One and try. He sent me a Revolt V2, he said, listen, I'm going to send it to you, just pay shipping. So I paid $5 for Revolt 2 from Preston to try out. And let me tell you this. Amazing. Love it. Love it. Love. Listen, I won't fly anything else anymore. Beta flight won't fly. Won't fly butter. I just fly flight one. The setup is easy. My, there's two things in this hobby that I love to do. I love to tinker. Nothing stays stock. You can ask any of my friends. Nothing I do stays stock. My radio doesn't stay stock. My charges don't stay, don't stay stock. I love to tinker and I love to build. My biggest thing is I love to build clean quads. I'm in the electronics industry as a profession. Someday maybe I'll be an FPV for a profession, but right now I, I'm in electronics. I've been doing it for 25 years. I love it. I, I, I truly enjoy tinkering. I tr- truly enjoy building. I enjoy that part of the hobby. What I don't enjoy doing is the computer nonsense that comes with our hobby, which, let's face it, you have to do it today, okay? You have to, have to, have to hook your quad up to a computer, do all that, okay? Awesome. Beta flight was a pain in the ass until you learned it. Once you learned it, it was simple, for sure. Butterfly, with Pegasus, it made it simple. But you know what? Now that I look, now that I'm seeing things after what happened with Helio Flight 1 debacle, was I seen that Pegasus was just a copy of the old Race Flight configurator. Good job, guys. Way to steal another one. Okay. Then, I downloaded the Flight 1 configurator, built my quad, configured with Flight 1. Wow. Went to run reverse props, hit a button, configured everything, figured everything out. Amazingly simple. I can still change my pids, do whatever I want to do. So all you guys out there are like, well, I don't like flight one because of the filters. It's the same thing. You can still do it. You just have to go into a different category to do it. The setup is is amazingly simple, and I love that about it because I can build faster. So it makes me be able to build, set up, and go fly faster than previously. Awesome. Preston and Andrea, love you guys. 
you guys, I talk to you guys probably on a daily basis on the, on the Facebook group. And I love you all. Uh, you guys are great customer service. I've never had an issue. You guys rock. Uh, now, let's get into a little bit. I feel that the Helio guys screwed their customers. So basically, we bought, I'm one of them. I bought Helios, or my, a bunch of my friends bought Helios. When Helio flew, it flew good, okay? With a good flying and flight controller, without a doubt. But any F7 board is gonna fly good. So let's, let's call a spade a spade. All that stuff that they fed our minds with was all just BS. You know, so Helio's done. I, I still see guys on the, in the Helio group and the Flight One group arguing about what happened, what's really going on. Listen, it's over with. Let's forget about it. Let's move on, okay? People were mad when CC3D went out of business. It's the same thing. Like, you know, were these guys a little more corrupt? Yeah, for sure. And we bought, we bought the Kool-Aid. We believed the hype. And we, we bought into what we thought was going to be the next big thing in this hobby. People that watch wrestling. When Brock Lesnar first got into the industry back in the early 2000s, they called him the next big thing. So this hobby has the same thing. Like, what is the next big thing? Falco X will be the next big thing. Falco X comes from Flight 1, where you don't even have to hook it up to a computer. You'll do everything right with your sticks. Configure your entire setup right from your sticks to have to plug in a computer. Game changing. Game changing. Next big thing. Okay. What else is coming? I think eventually, eventually down the road, we'll see digital FPV signal. We'll have 5.8 no more. It'll be an actual digital signal someday. Remember when we've, guys have been doing this a long time? Remember we had PPM signal and then we went to SBOS and it was like, oh my God, blown away. And that's what's gonna happen with our, with our goggles and you know, VTXs. Like once, once we get a digital feed, it's, it's gonna change. It's gonna, it's gonna be altering, absolutely altering. I, th- I feel that's the next big thing. Uh, guys, I, I'm gonna keep this short. This is my first, only my first podcast. So I just wanted to introduce myself uh, kind of give you a layout of what we're going to talk about. Uh, I got a website getting built currently. It's going to be bsfpv.com. Uh, I want you to email my qu- questions you have, what you guys want to talk about. I'll have you on the air. Like I, I'm setting up. I'm in talks right now with Skadoosh. Uh, Skadoosh is one of my favorite people in the FPV community. I think he's a positive guy. He's amazing dude. Always there to help people. Uh, we're gonna do an interview. Uh, I'm gonna play it on the podcast. And I wanna do interviews with guys. And I wanna do, and I don't wanna do, do interviews with the guys from Road to Riot. I don't wanna do interviews with all these sponsored pilots. I wanna do interviews with the guy that lives down the street from me that just got into FPV. What is his question? What's his dilemma? How can we help each other? That's what I wanna do with this podcast is I wanna vent. What I wanna vent. I don't want to help the community grow. This hobby has grown huge 
since it first started, since it first started catching steam. Look at it now. Let's let's keep going. Let's let's help the young guy out. That's how RC car racing got so huge in the 80s and 90s. Was the guys were helping. When a new kid came to came to the track, they help everybody helped him out. There were sponsored guys that I looked up to when I first started RC car racing. And they helped me when I was 14 years old, how to do setups and everything else. And that kept me in the hobby for all these years. And that's what we need to do. Because the more income that comes from the hobby for these companies, the more they can grow and move and develop and research and development. And look, look at what TBS has done. Team Black Sheep has done with Crossfire. I don't know too many people that do this seriously, that do this as a serious hobby, that don't run Crossfire. It's crazy. You'd be crazy not to run Crossfire anymore. 100% RSSI all the time, and you can fly up to 20 miles away. You'd be crazy not to do it. So guys, thank you for listening to the BSFPV podcast. My name is Paul. Right now, my my personal email is pjr427 at gmail.com. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, any way I can improve this, guys, any way I can get you on the, the podcast with me, please feel free to email me, get at me. Let's make this thing rock. Let, let's grow this community. Let's be a positive light into a negative area. Okay, thanks guys, God bless, BSFPV.